that that opening kind of sounded like the top five reasons you can't blame, but uh, this isn't the top five reasons you can't blame. This is Sox Gas. Oh, it's like the top five reasons you can't blame the Celtics for sucking. Or the top five reasons you can't blame the Red Sox for choking at the end of the year. That's yeah, more than a choke. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, um, they pretty much get shot. Yeah, they they shot themselves in the face. Which is the first thing we're going to talk about is the Red Sox. Um, they need to have a big offseason this year to compete with the Yankees, even though the Yankees are probably going to lose uh, Gary Sheffield to maybe the Tigers. They're looking into him. Um, and also the Blue Jays uh, beat them. Came in second place. Red Sox only came in third, which yeah. is really pathetic because they had such high hopes. Mm-hmm. Um, they set records for defensive play. It's kind of funny because I went to New Mexico for like a week and a half, and they were in first place when I left. And when I came back, they were down by like seven games or something. So it, it really just kind of like, but nothing seemed to went went right for them. Manny was hurt all year. Mm-hmm. Um, the only bright spot I could really think of is uh, Kurt Schilling coming back and looking pretty good. Yeah. And for a but his his thir- career is definitely on the downside. For a thirty, oh yeah, for a thirty nine year old, he looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. And David Ortiz, of course, uh, hitting fifty two home runs, breaking the Red Sox record. But. Uh, other than that, I mean, Lowell didn't really have it. It looked to me at the end of the year. At least not on offense. Good defensive um, player. Loretta, Lowell, and Gonzalez were all pretty solid. But they And same thing with Euclid. They just seemed to wear down. I mean, Papelbon, that was huge mm-hmm. uh, when, when they lost him. Folk is just a huge disappointment. They, like, oh, Folk just bothers me because they, like, he just, I thought he was going to be so much better than what he was. He's just a huge disappointment. Yeah. It's, uh, people... It would seem like the kind of pitcher Folk is, off-speed stuff, change-ups, like deceptive motion. Hitters, especially good hitters like that are on the Yankees, are going to pick that up after a while, and he's not going to be as effective. And that's what we saw last year and this year, just the ineffectiveness of Folk. Yeah, and also uh, Josh Beckett in- struggled incredibly. 16 wins and 11 losses. Um, Unacceptable. What was his ERA? Over four? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, Kurt Schilling had the lowest ERA, and it was like 390-something. I mean, yeah. the pitching wasn't very good. And um, you have to depend on Beckett to be a good number one starter probably next year or at least the year after. The only thing that I am optimistic about is that Pedro Martinez, his first year in the uh, AL, was hit, was hit a dismal year. Very similar to Beckett's, you know, a lot of wins, a lot of losses, mm-hmm. a high ERA, not as many strikeouts, and then the, we know what Pedro Martinez went on to do in the AL. He yeah. went on to dominate, so I really think that um, Beckett can really bounce back well, but I mean, we could just go on. I mean, Doug Marabelli, <laughs> Trot Nixon not doing well, Coco Crisp, huge bust. Yeah, all three of them batting close to the Mendoza line after the All-Star break. Um, It, it just goes on. I mean... There are a few bright spots. One of them, I think, is Willie Mopania. Yeah, who yeah, I thought he was given so much crap. Yeah, when he came over and like he, I, th- I really think he can be a solid player and be a good player, mm-hmm. be a thirty home run guy. He's his speed is actually he's he's, he's pretty fast. For he tracked a, down some nice balls in the outfield for a big guy. The only yeah, the only problem is his fielding because he's a little he's a he's an adventure out there. He he seems like he'd be a manny kind of player in the uh, in the outfield but Manny plays the uh, the wall well he's Manny he's is not underrated. that bad at defense yeah, he's underrated it, at defense and uh, Willie Mopania um, right field at Fenoy's very hard to play there can be a lot of inside the park home runs with like a ball hit down the line and Willie Mopania will have to get used to that and now we're going to talk about some free agents because the Red Sox have a lot of questions going into the offseason um, first of all they could be losing long time uh, 
Boston favorite, Trot Nixon. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this, Aiden? Well, he definitely underperformed last year. He batted, what, 250. His power numbers went down. Uh, 10 home runs, I think, this year. Um, that Batting that can't the fifth hole for the majority of batting the year. Batting the fifth hole for the majority of the year, and he still can't hit against left-handed pitching. So it's something that had to be done, but he was one of my favorite players, so he'll be missed. Yeah, but I think they just need to. I think they need to give William O'Pain a chance. I really think he can be a good, a solid number five hitter, and mm-hmm. they they don't need to worry about getting another hitter. They need to worry about getting good defense and especially good pitching because. Um, no, their defense was fine. They don't need to improve the defense. Well, they're losing. They could lose both Loretta and Gonzalez, which I think was a key part of their defense. Eh, yeah, up the middle defense, not that important. They were, just yeah, kidding, but just Gonzalez got cheated out of a golden glove. Oh, Loretta easily. was a... Did Jeter end up winning the golden glove? Yeah, of course yeah. he did. Because yeah. Jeter's just, they think of names, and it's just... They think of, is... yeah, names and markets, and Jeter is not even the best shortstop on his team in <laughs> the biggest market in the world. Yeah, so, I really think Gonzalez was cheated out of that. But, yeah, Lowell is, um, as far as I'm concerned, back. Uh, Euclid, see, I really I really think that um, they should, like, well, I think they should have traded, uh, they should have signed Paul Canerco last year. Mm-hmm. And then just he had a really good traded year. Lowell. But no one wanted Lowell last year. Uh, he because was, his, he was his called out. He was left for dead. Mm-hmm. And he actually produced okay, but he just didn't turn it on at the end of the year when we really needed him to step up. And when Manny was out, and Ortiz was like, once again, carrying the team on uh, his shoulder by himself. And he himself. got walked so many times and in the second half of the year. How, like, ah, uh, uh, this guy, Ortiz should get so much credit because he, like, single-handedly, year after year, carries the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. He led the league in intentional walks by 12 intentional walks. Another thing was their pitching. Their, their bullpen was just horrible. I mean, Rudy Sienez and uh, Julian Tavares completely underperformed. Yeah. Uh, Folk was hurt. Uh, Papelbon, who was the, was the only reliable person, and that, of course, you saw the strain it took on his shoulder. He had to go home early. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just a year that the Red Sox would love to just... Have back. Forget. Or, yeah, have, have back. back. Well, no, why would they want it back? Because. They can't, they couldn't change, like, uh, I don't know. They just want to, I they just want to forget about this year and move yeah, on. Yeah, but it... I said they won't have it back because they had... If you look at their roster at the beginning of the year, they compare... They, We had high hopes for them at the beginning of the year, and we had reason to believe that because of their roster, and they might lose a lot of well, free agents this year. they fell apart. There was underperforming. Coco Crisp, he just... Oh, Coco Crisp could have been so good. I don't know. I, I just don't know what happened to him. I wonder if his finger was bothering him. I, because I, he had that early injury on I, I just don't know anymore, Aiden. <laughs> I mean, he was he was gonna be the big leadoff guy. He was gonna and he ended up batting eighth. So yeah, it you would... know how well that turned out. And you give credit to Euclid. Uh, he really stepped up and for a guy with very with minimal speed, mm-hmm. uh, performed pretty good. He and shows a lot of hustle. Euclid reminds me of a Trot Nixon, like just hustling. Yeah, but Nixon, I don't know Nixon. I think Nixon will be gone. It'll oh, be Nixon, a yeah. bad move to bring him back for the money he was gonna want. Um. So, uh, rest of baseball, how the Red Sox can improve. Um, well, let's see. Who, who are free agents? Zito is probably a big free agent. Yeah. Barry Zito. Red Sox won't pick him up. You don't think so? No. I think they could use a good left-hander. Oh, of course, but they're, nobody wants to pitch in Boston. 
Yeah, Not after sure. the season the Red Sox had. Not when Zito can go to, like, a more attractive team. Like a team coming off a better season. Right, like the Blue Jays or the Yankees. Just, yeah, he's going to get paid a lot. Yankees need not, pitching. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Yankees could lose Gary Sheffield to the Tigers. Mm-hmm. That's been rumors. Um, Jason Schmidt is also a big free agent. Yep. But I think he, he's in the later years of his career. Mm-hmm. He's going to want to just, uh, he lives out west. So he's just going to want to find like, a west team, probably in the NL because it's easier to pitch. Mm-hmm. And just uh, settle down. Yeah, you've seen Roger Clemens finish off his career very nicely in the National League. What I think the Red Sox should do is they should trade. This is gonna sound stupid, and you guys aren't gonna, no one's gonna believe me. But I think they really should trade uh, Mike Lowell and get a pitcher, mm-hmm. move Euclid over to third, and bring in Nomar. I like. I really think that it would happen because I think it would like. I think first base. Yeah, to play full. I like. I really think this team needs like a jolt, like a, like a clear, like like something to get them pumped up. Like maybe they need a clubhouse cancer, like Nomar Garcia Parra. It just seems like after the season, like like at the end of the season, like everyone just gave up except for Ortiz, who wanted to hit the fifty two home runs. Yeah, and just seems like if they could just get like a jolt and get like pumped up and like they just need like a spark. And I think bringing Nomar back would really get the fans excited because I mean Nomar. Let's face it, we all used to be big fans of Nomar. Mm-hmm. Even though he wanted, even though he could be a baby, he just loved his style of play, loved his hitting. And I really think that if they just brought him back. And Fenway is a much more uh, hitter-friendly yeah. parked in Dodger Stadium, so his numbers could improve. Or they could decline because he was injured in the playoffs. But hmm. Another big free agent is... Alright, I'm, I'm going to try on this one. The Saki Mat... Matsuzaka. It's Dasaki Matsuzaka, the um, the Japanese wonder, as they call him. He's a phenom who helped them win the World Baseball Classic, and mm-hmm. it's going to cost a, a ton of money just to be able to talk to the guy yeah. about joining the team. So that le- obviously leaves you to believe that, and makes you think that it will be the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Mets. Yeah, and somehow I think three. the Yankees will get him because they already have the <clears throat> the Japanese connection with uh, Matsui and and Wong. And the Red Sox don't, but and plus the Red Sox, um, the Red Sox were outbid by the Yankees for both Matsui and Contreras. So I'm thinking that maybe they're going to be outbid again if the Yankees are going to get him. Yeah. And God knows the Yankees can use some pitching. After their uh, <laughs> collapse. Uh, yeah, yeah, collapse. That's a good word for it. But they could. Um, there's rumored that they're going to get a pitcher for Sheffield from the Tigers. So, Tigers have some nice young pitchers. We're looking at the Yankees bolstering their team. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the Tigers really need like a Sheffield, like an older hitter. They'd be better off with like, Carlos Lee or something. They're a young team. So I think they could afford to have an older hitter because they're Yeah, but Sheffield, like... They almost won the World Series with, like, the oldest player on their team, with, like, the average age of their team being right at 30. Yeah, but they do have some good hitting veterans. Like, they have, um... Sean Casey. Yeah. Pudge. uh, Who's... Pudge is on the decline in his career. Whatever, this isn't the Tigers cast. We could just talk forever about what teams need to do to improve. Yeah. Basically, I really think the Red Sox need to get some pitching... Like ASAP. Yeah, now would be nice. Um, because they're fun. They 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 did get use their first four picks in the draft for pitching, which I think was a good move. And Lester could be back. Um, 
That was so ungraceful. All, all our wishes go out to his and his family. I know we haven't done one since he was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. But I'm sure you guys know. Uh, I think Papillon will come back. <coughs> Folk, they didn't pick up Folk's option, so that should be good. Yeah. Unless he wants to do it for more money, which I doubt he does. I bet he's re- ready to retire. He, like, he likes hockey better anyway. Yeah, he he like <clears throat> he has a player option for three years, or is it for three million dollars? I don't know, but he they, has a player option, so anytime that happens, they need a closer too. So Papelbon, he's gonna be in the rotation. I like him at the. I like him closing. He needs to be in the rotation. All right, that's true. With this team's starting rotation, Wakefield's back. Timlin's back too. He's solid. Yeah. Although he didn't do that well this year, and he's gonna be able to. He's gonna wear down soon. We should bring Nomar back. That's the bottom line. That's all you got to think about. Just bring Nomar back. Um, so, we've talked a lot about the Red Sox and a lot about their failure. Speaking of failures, how about the Celtics? So, they should just forfeit the season right now to get uh, Joachim Noah in the draft. I think it's Joachim. No, they That's need... That's the southern oh variant. Oh, my God. Like, just, I feel so bad for Paul Pierce. You would be playing around If him. Paul Pierce was on the Bulls, they would be winning. All right, second, second best player on the Celtics is Sebastian Telfair. That tells you how good they are. Wally Zerviak's up there. No, Zerviak's better than Telfair. Telfair is amazing. Zerviak's having like 26 points this year. Zerviak's going to find a bigger scorer role this year, I think, because everyone else Because nobody, there's nobody else on the team. Like, um, although they did lose Al Jefferson, who was averaging 11 points per game, which uh-huh. is good. Um, and he's he out for six played. weeks. He, for some reason, he never played. Doc Rivers just seems a little funny with his playing time. Like I Roger Rondo has actually been a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I just I don't know. They they got Telfair. They sh- that was such a dumb move though. But yeah, it was. They could have gotten Brandon Roy or Tyrus Thomas. They could have gotten like anyone. Like oh. gotten, yeah, they could have gotten. There were so many high good names. Better, better, better players than uh, Sebastian Telfair. Sebastian Telfair. I guess Theo like, Ratliff, and well, they had to get rid of Rafe. Well, I'm kind of glad they got rid of Rafe friends because I had to get rid of Rafe friends. That's um, addition by subtraction. Yeah. Um, but I guess they wanted a, like a seasoned point guard like Telfair. Because yeah. just coming off uh, but then why, of having Gary if they have Delonte the West, year. then why would they go get Roger Rondo too for w- yeah. one of their picks this year? They could have had two picks this year, and if they do it very bad, then there's a good chance they get like a second or third round pick. Mm-hmm. If they have two picks, so it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. They should either pick the young like oh, and then uh, they what I think they need is a big man who can really get defensive stops and get rebounds. Do they have anybody over seven blocks. feet on the team? Theo Ratliff is, but he's just Theo Ratliff is just too shaky for me. Like if he was coming off the bench, yeah. He'd be, he'd be good. Yeah, but he's like solid. their starting center, and they revolve their he's, defense around... He can't be a starting... Theo Ratliff, who's like 34 years old. He can't be a starting center. And Ken, um, Kendrick Perkins, and like they're just not that good defense. Like, you, like, they brought in all these point guards, they said, because they wanted to have an up-tempo uh, up offense, mm-hmm. and they'd be able to score points quickly and just run up the, like, run up the score and get a lot of points. But you're not going to be able to use that fast break offense if you don't have a big man getting rebounds, getting blocks, getting re- get, getting the ball to to like mismatches off the All court. True. So like, because and now that they lost out Jefferson, it's just there's no presence in the paint at all. Like Gomes and, is Gomes is pretty good. Yeah, 
Oliver Candy never plays. We saw that last year. I know year. you're in love with him. Oliver Candy should play a lot more because he gets no respectable inside presence, but mm-hmm. that's just me talking. Theo Ratliff is just too shaky. Like, I know it was a long shot that they were going to get Ben Wallace, but yeah. if they got Ben Wallace, I seriously think they would automatically become a, a good team. Yeah. Because they like they want to use that op you don't you don't score with Ben Wallace, you play defense with Ben Wallace, and mm-hmm. that's what they, they need defensive stops. And then you'd have that up tempo offense with Delonte, West, Rondo, Pierce. Pierce has been Telfair. a surprise though, rebounding. Yeah. And then but he he takes plays off just on defense. Run it up. Just run up the score. And then if that doesn't work, you have to get set, then you can run picks and stuff mm-hmm. and get the ball wide open to Zerviak and Pierce for the shot. Yeah. Moving on to the Patriots, they have... Um, a winning team, finally. Yeah, that's one way to put it. They also have... Um, the, are the Bruins winning? No. Do the Bruins have a win yet? Uh, I, just, I just don't follow hockey, I'm I sorry. Know, yeah, like, I know, we're supposed to be the big Boston sports podcast. It's just... I don't know. Bruins. No. Hockey's not really a sport. It's kind of like an activity. It is a... No, it's a sport. It's just... It just bores me, and the Bruins suck, so... Yeah, no reason to talk about them. Alright, so the Patriots have uh, a game against their big division rivals, the Jets. The J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. New York Jets! Yeah. New York Jets! Alright, uh, sorry. Alright then. Um, uh, so, Patriots, this should be an easy win for them, as they're... Beating the Jets. Oh, they, all, in they got schooled every, in the second half last time. Right? I would not category. be so happy. Oh, they got schooled on uh, like. And what? Rodney Harrison is out for a while. With a yeah, he's out shoulder. for at least three weeks. The broken shoulder. He might be out for the rest of the season. He might come back playoff time. That's the word on the street, at least. Um, but is that the word on the street? Yes, trust me. Um, but they got schooled on like a, a trick play almost when um. What was his name? What am I thinking of? Their, their receiver didn't... He was, like, resting on top of Ellis Hobbs' body. And his knee or elbow never touched the ground. Amazingly. So, you... What? You can't really... That's a free seven points when he gets up and, like, frolics into the end zone. So, that game shouldn't have been as close as it was. Yeah, you're right. You always are. Yeah, I know. You're a good person. But the Patriots are beating the Jets. You're overall good guy. I know. I, I just, you know... Alright, so um, the Patriots are beating the Jets in every statistical category. Um, and the Patriots are third in the league, only giving up 75 rushing yards a game. That's really good, especially with Maroney running for them on the other end. Yeah. Who's been really good, too. <laughs> and so the Jets, game. oh, this is good. The Jets have uh, given up 143 rushing yards a game. So oh. with the twin blades of Gillette, we should be able to um, run it right up their gut. Who's that? Uh, Kevin Falk and uh, Josh Williams. No, Kevin Falk and um, Evans. Oh, you mean Corey Dillon Keith Evans. and uh, Lawrence Maroney? There we go. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Um, that was a little bit of sarcasm there, folks. Nope, not at all. So um, the Patriots are probably going to win this game by a hefty margin. They should. They should at least. Um, Heartbreaking have... loss last week to the Colts, a kind game a, they could have won. A loss that just made you bang your head on the wall in frustration. No, the Patriots always win those kind of games. Didn't didn't seem like that. When Vinatieri missed that kick at the end, the the 45-yard kick, um, wide right, I knew the Patriots were going to win. I knew Brady was going to march upfield, 
score a touchdown, and then they'd get the ball in overtime, and Goskowski would make a field goal. I just knew that. But it didn't happen. Kevin Falk dropped the pass, and it went right into the arms of um, the Colts defender. Just uncharacteristically and that It just doesn't seem right. You put that kind of choking with the Red Sox, actually. Yeah, you put that kind of choking with the Bruins or the Celtics or the Red Sox, not the Patriots. The Bruins don't get in the in the position to choke like that. Okay, <laughs> but every year or every every game since Drew Bledsoe went down with like bleeding in his chest when he got hit, um, he the Patriots win those kind of games. The Patriots win those playoff games like. Against um, with Brady, the Raiders, with like Brady, like pulling it in. Yeah, and, and with man. not true, not true, not at all. Um, Actually, against Drew Bledsoe, Steelers, uh, well, Drew Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe, against Bledsoe the school Steelers, Steelers yeah. take that, Greg Hart. Um, Steelers suck. You're ruining my microphone. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad to see that the Steelers are two and six. That just makes me feel good. Makes me happy. But um, so getting back on track, um. <laughs> Uh, Tom Brady leads comebacks. It just, yeah, he doesn't it, lead chokes. It didn't. It didn't. Look, uh, but it wasn't really Tom Brady's fault. No, not at all. But it it's, a, the, Patriots as, it's the Patriots. It's the Patriots as a whole. It's the Patriots as a unit yeah, that don't lose. Not Bill. It's not Bill Belichick's. Like, it's not what you see happen. It's not what the Patriots do. No, no, we never see losses like that from the Patriots. It's true, and that's actually what scares me going into the rest of the season. Have the Patriots lost that magic? Maybe they have. Maybe Vinatieri. Is the magic, but valid point. But they didn't. They didn't have the magic last playoffs, in the playoffs last year. <laughs> they pretty much choked against. Yeah, but Jake Ben Connor. Watson. Ben Watson made that great tackle on the one pushing Champion League. You've got to love that. You've got to love that. Gotta love that hustle. Yeah, but still, they state that was about that was the only highlight of the game. Yeah, it, it was, was after a Brady interception. Yeah, that's when the highlight of the game is when you make a tackle after your team throws an interception. You know you're probably not gonna win that game. Um, you know you haven't won that. You know that you're gonna lose that game. You know you're probably not gonna do very well. <laughs> yeah, so I still think they have the magic. No, they. All right, they. I think they do. So it looks like another Sox guest is coming to a close. Not if I have anything to rant about. Why will the Celtics not play Michael Albuquerque? He's the best big man they have. He is... Oh, my God. Hello, Michael. I want to play a game. Me, too. Because I never play. Because Doc Rivers won't play me. Because Doc Rivers hates me. I mean, come on. He was a bust as a first-round draft pick, but he's still a big man. He's still... He's better... Oh, he's better... He's better than Theo Ratliff offensively. And he's better than um, Kendrick Perkins defensively. He's like the middleman. It's like, why don't they... Why? Why?